Robert, thank you so much for your generosity. No, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I oh, think sorry. We should, sorry. I think we should do it in his mother tongue of Geordie. Otherwise, he won't understand us. Uh, right. Well, um, I'll have a go. Go on, let's see how it goes. Yeah, because I'm not good at accents at all. Okay, I'm a bit better than you are. I'll give it a go. Ready? It's like Anton Deck, like Anton Deck. How are you, Rob? Thank you very much for your donation. I'm sure Seb really <laughs> appreciates it. No, no. That's Jamaica. Sebastian, you got anything to say, man? Oh, my word. Right, okay, hold on. Thank you for the Geet Vada donation. Apparently, that means very, very large. <laughs> I learned that. Okay. That's Geordie for very large. Uh, that's about all I've got. Oh, wait. No way, man. <laughs> you know, we go in Dune Dune to beat the Qs. What <laughs> the magpies like? Oh, wait. <laughs> you- Sounds so Jamaican. <laughs> anyway, in all seriousness, Rob, thank you very much for your donation. And I am certain that Seb really appreciates it. Seb? Absolutely, yeah, I do. I did in ask words for Geordie. Purely belter belters. <laughs> I mean, that's a generic claim. Oh, it's enough. Right, let's start, let's start. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Big Bicycle Trip. I am Sai and Seb. Hello. Hello. What are you up to? Well, I made it to Zurich in one piece. So stage one is over. Ah, that's good to hear. And that's taken you... Oh, when did you set off? About a month ago. (laughs) No, it wasn't, (laughs) was it? It feels like two months ago, (laughs) but apparently it was only like 14 days ago. um... Oh, you're telling me. It might have this podcast here to edit together. Oh, dear. I thought I'd start us off with my usual attempt at a slightly amusing story, Si. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the best part of the podcast, isn't it, the first five minutes? Because after that, it's just you more than how, how bored you are and how lonely you are. No one to yeah, hear. I know. Let's get the first five minutes and everyone can turn off, can't they? <laughs> so, this week was very much a week of lifting my bike over and creeping under things. I hit many obstacles. Okay. And at one point, I really, really messed up so far it's gone quite smooth actually hasn't it the um the actual cycling bit of it yeah i haven't had many issues well this time drama. yeah well i was cycling along on a what i thought was a bicycle path and i must have missed a turning because after a couple of moments looking around i was just like i think this road is about to hit a motorway <laughs> and i was just like oh like, obviously you don't want to be on a german autobahn do you well, no. they famously go quite fast on there don't they <laughs> exactly so anyway, yeah, I must have missed a turning, and I looked around. The only way for me to get off this road was I couldn't cycle back. I had to get across the road and get my bike and myself over the hard shoulder. What do you mean across the road, like across the motorway? No, across the slipway. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Well, it was, it was, was so, it a slipway? I don't know. Have you gone up towards the motorway then? Yeah, I was heading towards the motorway. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll try to set the scene better for you. Um, <laughs> but it's all over for the audio, isn't it? So you need to describe it more, you know? <laughs> so it was two lanes, one of which was moving quite slowly because of traffic. It was quite early in the morning still. I'm guessing commuter hour for those that have real jobs, unlike me. Yeah. 
I got across and I then tried to hoist my bike over the hard shoulder. Now, this is not a graceful activity. Like the barrier bit? Yeah, the barrier. Okay, okay. I had to... Hold on, yeah. Question. What is... Is the hard shoulder not the barrier? <laughs> or is that, a, is that the empty lane? I thought you took driving lessons. What happened? Oh, Did you not learn all this? So oh, the hard oh, shoulder is the, the bit... On the side of the motorway, where if you break down, you can pull into. So that that lane at the edge is called the hard shoulder. Well, that's really a misnomer, isn't it? Because <laughs> I just assumed it was the Don't have metal barrier. Don't have a highway code now. It's because you can't drive. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it's not the hard shoulder then. I should stop using that word. Barrier, the barrier. The barrier. I had to hoist. Yeah, I mean now hoisting my bike over a hard shoulder just sounds really easy now, doesn't it? <laughs> you just got over the white line. <laughs> <laughs> No, I meant hoist my bike over the barrier, yeah. which was not a graceful activity because my bike's quite heavy and it's not very well, like weight-wise, it's fairly focused towards the back. So the best way to describe it was like in one of those cartoons where they're trying to push an elephant into a small car. <laughs> and I was basically doing the same with my bike over this barrier and much to the amusement of the slowly moving traffic next to me. Oh, one of which, that's the worst bit. Oh, one dear. of which was some youth in his twenties anyway, playing some loud music, just watching with a amused grin. Anyway, I got the bike over. Like a little ditty for you, was he? <laughs> I got it over the barrier, and then myself. I turned round, and this guy was just giving me a slow clap. <laughs> uh, and me too. being. I'm pretty exhausted at this point from the physical exertion of lifting my bike over the barrier. I kind of, not thinking properly, took a bow <laughs> before realising what I was doing and quickly hopped on bike and cycled away. <laughs> anyway, a little bit down the road, I realised that my phone had fallen out of my pocket during the hoisting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the last thing we need. That Luckily, he'd moved, he'd moved on. Oh, yeah. So he didn't see this like that guy, but some other people saw me running back over onto the road and looking for my phone, which was just sitting on the side. Luckily, undamaged, but oh, close call there, close call. Well, that's because it was in the uh, the hard shoulder where nobody goes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I learn something new every day. Hey, every day is cool, day, isn't it? You know. Uh, I saw you German. I saw you the highway cord now as well. Anyway, that was one of many times I had to lift my bike over an obstacle because actually later on a couple of days that later just because you went the wrong way then that was because i went the wrong way oh. turns out i'd missed the turning for the bike lane so that was oh. dumb oh. it wasn't very clear it's kind of unfair like the bike lane was just a little white line along the side of the road and i missed that that white line had then stopped representing a bike line a uh, bike lane and was just now the edge of the road running <laughs> into the motor like it's not clear in my opinion but you know maybe i missed a very clear sign well there you go if the german transport authorities are listening sort your bike lanes out yeah sort it out i mean still a lot better than the english so i don't want to insult it too much yeah anyway so yeah lifting my bike was a theme later on in the week i was cycling along the canal and i had to lift my bike over eight fallen trees oh is this when your message doesn't said you were caught in a, in a storm yeah i messaged going i'm a bit concerned i'm camping in a forest and a lot of the trees seem to have fallen over and i don't want to get crushed anyway i didn't get crushed that's not what your the message does your message doesn't said if i don't reply in the morning i've died <laughs> <laughs> you're right i was very to the point and you know what's funny is i forgot to message you in the morning i, know, so. I messaged you first thing in the morning and said oh you made it out you didn't reply till like 10 o'clock i was like oh i'm He's gonna dead. bring his mom now 
so yeah, the next morning I was cycling along this canal route all the way. Uh, it's basically a 50 kilometer straight along a canal, which is a bike lane. And I had to lift my bike over eight fallen trees. I don't know what you want me to say about that. <laughs> the shock that I'd almost died. <laughs> you douchebag. <laughs> anyway, thank you for caring. Um, <laughs> well, they didn't hit you, did they? That's true, they didn't. Well, but it clearly must have been close. But also, one of them hadn't fallen all the way down to the ground. It caught on something and was basically across the lane. And it was maybe five to six foot of clearance underneath it. And I had backed myself to fit underneath it. And I had thoroughly misjudged that call. From the start, you got that muscle on because you're six foot four. Yeah, well, I, I assume I'm shorter on the bike. Also, I'm a terrible, you know, you know me, like I don't actually understand imperial measurements. So five well, to six must foot. Have, you're giving us an imperial measurement there. It seemed like it was my height-ish, a bit lower. Oh, yeah. Therefore, I'm guessing around five to six foot. Um, anyway, back on point. <laughs> Why do you think you're five feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> you really don't get imperial measurements, do you? So I, try, I basically thought, you know what, I can get under this without having to stop. I'll just get myself into a low position and just slip under it nice and smoothly. I approached it for some reason picking up speed possibly because there were some walkers passing by and i was just like let's just put on a show show a bit of flair make this yeah, exciting yeah. for them yeah. turns out i made it very exciting for them because i had thoroughly <laughs> misjudged the height of this thing as i got closer i realized it wasn't quite as easy as i thought it was going to be and it was too late to really slow down because my bike can't slow quickly it's fully loaded so i kind of had to slam my head to like drop my head over the handlebars and lower it and just kind of flatten myself as low as I could and scrape underneath it. But by doing that, I'd lost my balance and I'm cycling along this canal and I very almost swerved straight into the river. Oh, <laughs> oh that would have been hilarious. Anyway, you know, I assume there would have been some audible gasps from the pedestrians watching or just people thinking, that bloody Muppet. <laughs> bloody British. But yeah, uh, that was another near-death experience on my bikeway. Nearly clotheslined myself against the... quite a for a week, hasn't it? Yeah. Whew. Well, this time we're going to do some adapt and two come along at once. Well, yeah, there you go. That's um, my Seb Does Something Stupid story of the week. <laughs> Lovely. Everyone can turn off now. That's yeah. It. That's it. the end of the podcast. The rest of this is going to be pretty dull. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so last time we spoke, you were um, in... Oh, I don't know where you were. Where were you? I was sitting on the French border, that was preparing it. Oh, to enter yeah. the uh, beautiful kingdom of France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where have you been since then? What's so I essentially been? went from there and followed the Rhine, which is basically all in France, all the way down to Basel in Switzerland, and then headed east to Zurich. My first experience of... And last experience of the French. And I can't say I was blown away by the reception. Oh, Dawn, you're just being stereotypical now. Um, maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe I'm being unfair. But I was, there for, I was there for three days. Or is it two days? Who knows? And I just didn't get the same friendly cyclists coming past, giving me directions and help and chatting. And I didn't get the same vibe in the cafes. You know what? Maybe I'm just being racist towards the French. <laughs> but I... Like, I'm looking forward to getting back over to the German side, which wow. has been nothing but friendly. It might also be because I can actually vaguely understand the German language, whereas when someone she speaks to me into French, I'm just like, no. Oh, you should have seen. I didn't realise you were going through France, otherwise I could have done some more language lessons for you. Uh, oh, well. Oh, well. Sorry. Time. And now you're in Zurich, back at home. 
Yes, I'm back home, gaining some weight and recovering while yeah, I can. I think you need to eat as much as you can whilst you've got the opportunity. I, well, I weighed myself. I've got some stats later, actually, about the original part of the trip. But I weighed myself when I got in. And admittedly, I was probably dehydrated, so this isn't perfect stats. But I was eight kilos lighter than when I set off. Oh, it's a fair bit. <laughs> it's a fair bit. So um, that means at least I know that I can eat more if I want to. Yeah, 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 definitely. Any excuse, eh? Yeah. Get the camembert out again. Get the camembert and garlic bread out. Oh, oh delicious. So you're going to spend um, a bit of time at home then? Yeah, I'm in no rush to head off, mostly because it's non-stop rain here for like the next week. So why head out into it? Uh, there's some things I want, there's some changes I want to make. For example, you know, all the things that said they are waterproof that aren't need addressing. Uh, I've got to sort out a couple more visas while I've got a computer. So I've got some time here to rest up. Yeah, yeah. Take, oh, like I said last week, like you've literally got nowhere to go. So you, you may as well take your time with it. Yeah. But, you know, I think you should go and explore Zurich a little bit, you know. Oh, I will. I will. I have a wonder. Something to report back to the fans. Yeah. I'll try to bring something. But uh, as there wasn't many days riding between um, our last episode and here, I thought I'd use my time with the computer to give some people some stats oh, about what I'd done so far. And again, I used questionable internet calculators to work some of this stuff out. So I will give it an accuracy of plus or minus 100%. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. For starters, about 1,100 kilometres cycled so far, so not actually that much when you put it on a big map. Kind of depressing. I should hope you've not included um, your journey from York to Newcastle that you bottled that morning. I certainly did not. That would be cheating. A few people have said, actually, that when you um, eventually, if you eventually make it back to York, you should cycle that leg from York to Newcastle just to make it a complete journey. Which I fully agree with. Otherwise, you haven't really cycled around the world. Uh, you cycled uh, from Newcastle to York, really. <laughs> <laughs> a really long way around. Um, I can't see future me agreeing to that, but okay. I sat on probably an average of 17 kilometres per hour, and that's very vague based on how far I got and how long I was cycling for. Which, according to my weight, the bike and luggage weight, and the terrain I was crossing, is about 150 watts average, which is around something to somebody. Cause I've got no idea. Someone, somewhere. I don't think it's very impressive. It's basically no. walking, um, and then uh, probably a total of 50,000 calories were burnt. Oh, that's quite a lot. And if I treated that as a commute every day, which is a long way to commute every day, I'd have added four days to my life. And saved 379 trees compared oh. to if I'd driven it. So isn't that, that wonderful? Nice start? Isn't that a nice start? Yeah, I feel like such a saviour of Earth. 379 trees. Well, tweet that to Greta. She'll love that. Yeah, I'll let her know. Uh, anyway, there's some stats. Oh, that's good to know. On the um, calories bit, so what? obviously now you're trying to fill your boost whilst you're at home, but what have you been eating the last couple of weeks whilst you've been on the road? Um, utter shit. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I've been really lazy, actually, in this first part. I've just been buying, like, the densest loaf of bread I can and been putting cheese and maybe uh, sausage meat if it's cheap. Oh, fair. But so I bought a jar of pickles at one point to add some flavour to it. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> bananas and chocolate. Oh, okay. So a lot of bananas and chocolate. A balanced diet. Yeah. The uh, couple of days I went through France... I think I did 24 hours where all I ate was pan au chocolat. <laughs> that sounds alright to be fair. Well, exactly. When in France. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You can't get them anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you do there. 
See, I haven't really had a chance to get a cooker out yet. When I say I haven't had the chance, I haven't really bothered because no. there hasn't been a need yet. And while I'm camping in questionable places, I feel like people kick off if I also try to start a fire. <laughs> You're always going to be camping in questionable places, though. Oh, yeah, but some places, like, as I get further east, they're more okay with it. So oh, right, okay. Like, whereas here, I'd probably get asked to leave. Yeah, best not to get in trouble with the law again. Yeah, and oh, I think there is actually... It is possible to find someone ten thousand euros for wild camping is if Stops is in the wrong mood. So that's about ten times your budget. Yeah, it literally is. And then the donations will need to start coming in <laughs> if I am not gonna get, you know, put down for life. Yeah. Please nobody else from who's who's got a regional accent because we can't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're from Bolton. I'll give you a good call on that one. Okay, so that was France, and you went from there into Switzerland, did you? Yes, into Basel. Okay, how'd you get on there? Yeah, good. Um, a chaplain of a church in the area kindly agreed to put me up for the night, which was really helpful. They were oh, that's nice of them. really lovely and fed me full of carbs, which was nice. Got me dry again and let me just get prepped for that final sprint stage. Or mount, I shouldn't call it a sprint stage. It was a mountain stage to my parents' house. Uh, I guess he didn't charge you for the towel this time either. Ah, uh, yeah. They did not charge me for the towel, <laughs> which is kind. That's very nice of them. I've oh, learned my lesson. Yeah. Always ask first. Don't touch anything until you found out the price. <laughs> <laughs> did you not learn that while you were in Amsterdam? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then from there you had a nice little scenic cycle into to Zurich. Yeah, so from that point, the hills really hit because, I mean, I'd followed the Rhine all the way down to Basel. And after that, you're into the foothills. Of, I want I I to call them the foothills of the Alps. But you're into a terrain where you've actually got to Mount do some Tabernabo. climbing. And I had one big climb of the day. I say big. It wasn't actually that big. It was about 600 meter climb. So nothing monumental. But uh, it took a while. I moved slowly. But oh my word, it was worth it. I got over the brow of the hill. And for the first time, because it was clear, ahead of me at least, the snow-capped Alps were, like, all the way across the front of me. And it was just absolutely stunning. And also terrifying, because I was just like, okay, wow, I'm in the I'm in the hills now. This is going to get hard. But it was just so beautiful. And I did think, oh, I'm going to stop and draw this. And I stopped, I got off my bike, and was getting my book out when I thought, this is well beyond anything I could manage to draw. <laughs> yeah, you know, just draw the top of own logo. Yeah, I mean, at, <laughs> at least with buildings, I can kind of, figure out a shape whereas a landscape no i was clueless i was just like this is something i cannot possibly try and capture but um so hop back on my bike and enjoyed the descent down but i just thought that is such a beautiful bit of scenery plus especially when you feel like you've earned it after heading up a climb like that yeah no that well that's the whole part of this this um trip isn't it you get to see things like this along the way and you get to cycle through nice scenic mountains i'll say yeah and you feel like you've earned it yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially after all the shit weather you've had so far. Nice to have well, a little break, isn't it? And have a nice little scenic ride. Yeah, and you did um, you did ask or suggest last week that I might be cursed by the weather, and I think I have scientific proof that I am. Oh, yeah. Of my trip from Basel to Zurich, I was literally chased by rain <laughs> the whole way. I was on the forefront of this rain 
cloud that was just heading east. I, when I set off in the morning, it was drizzling a bit, and I cycled ahead of it. I got I could stay dry, but as soon as, every time I stopped to snack or to look at something, the rain caught up with me, and it literally was a game of leapfrog all the way into Zurich as I was kind of running away from the rainstorms, which now really haven't left us in Zurich. So I have actually literally... Oh, you've not left Zurich. Yeah. Well, as soon as I do, the rain will come with me, and these guys will enjoy a lovely summer. <laughs> Probably. Ah, oh, then arrived in Zurich. Yes. Put the weight back on. Uh, Eight kilos of camembert coming up. Yeah. <laughs> camembert. And get that raclette out. I guess that's it for your journey then, isn't it? Anything else to report? Uh, uh, You've done f*** all. I've found a very secure place to store my bike. Fun fact for you. Switzerland, I believe, is the only country which is capable of housing its entire population in nuclear bunkers. Is that an actual fact? Or I'm pretty sure it is. Bunkers? I mean, feel free to <laughs> Google it. When the coronavirus it. really kicks off, you'd be all right over there. Well, yeah, exactly. They've. It must have been something they forced people to do in like the Cold War or something. But there's a lot of bunkers. Anyway, we've got one downstairs, and I've put my bike in there for safekeeping, so that when things really go wrong in the next week, my bike will be the only thing that survives. Imagine if it gets nicked from there. That'd be. I mean, <laughs> I doubt it will be funny. <laughs> you spent two weeks camping in parks and fields and forests, absolutely no nothing. Put it inside a nuclear bunker. Oh, bike's gone. <laughs> Well, that'll be a disaster. <laughs> but fair play to whoever nicked it. I mean, to break into a bunker, that takes uh, some doing. That's a pretty nice bike if they're going to go to that effort. I guess now we've come to a little um, a little break in your journey. How is all the equipment holding up? The bike, the tent? Bike and tent, really happy with them. Um, no complaints at all. Body also holding up fairly well. Yeah, no, nothing that a rest day won't fix. So I'm really happy with that all so far. Yeah, pretty strong start then. Yeah, I mean, moving forward, I now know to try and take it slow, like we discussed last week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm very happy with the first stage. Learned a lot, ready to push on. Yeah, that's what it's about. Like we said in the first episode, I think, like the Europe bit is kind of just a warm-up, isn't it, to everything you've got coming forward. But it's good to yeah. get these things like the weather and that and kind of have some tough days as well at the start. Yeah, you need some tough days while it, you know deep down you can very easily fix it so that you also are ready. I think, it, yeah, you're right. It's And there have been those. So, yeah, it's been tough, but I think it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. So we asked last week for listeners to suggest segments that we might try to, you know, make the trip a bit more exciting for me and to be entertaining. And I'll make the one podcast friends... much more interesting for them because so far, oh, yeah. I mean, you've not done anything. So we need some, just... somewhere to entertain our listeners. Yeah. One of my friends messaged me going, did you know Tajikistan has the second lowest rate of fish consumption per capita in the world? And it could probably be changed by one man alone and moved up to third last. How on earth do you find that information? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where he came up with that stat. Anyway, we did some maths and realised that if I ate half a kilo of fish in under a minute, then during that time and the minute after, Tajikistan would no longer be second last, but third last in the rate of fish consumption per capita. Well, that's a good thing to point your CV when you get back. Exactly. And then I was just like, well, this is excellent. What stats can we find for each country I go through that I single-handedly can disrupt? I've got one for you. I know that Kazakhstan is the largest exporter of potassium. (laughs) 
See, no, you can't. You can't go with largest because largest <laughs> is possible. I need to go with lowest. If you so ate I tried... a million bananas in Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> I looked into um, Switzerland. I discovered that um, it's got one of the lowest incarceration rates. But then we realised that I can only get arrested once, so it's not a stat that I can really affect. Uh, it depends what you get arrested for. Well, you always get a rap sheet that's like four pages long. Oh, you're there for a week or so, aren't you? <laughs> just, just in an effort to move them up the rankings for. Yeah, yeah, just double in laws of petty crime. <laughs> what else could you do? I don't know. What's what well, this for? This... Roger Federer? Is he knocking about? I don't know where he is. Maybe you could nick one of his uh, his trophies and he's got one less Grand Slam. <laughs> that, again, that's I'm not, not sure how it works work. like that though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I did think maybe if I could figure out a way of finding out rogue stats, I could start really upsetting the national rankings for completely irrelevant stats. <laughs> I, I like it, I like it. But in order for this to work, you need to tell us what countries you're going to. Because at the minute, you're just kind of plodding well, along willy-nilly. Yeah, I'll let you know as I go. I mean, I don't even know until I'm in them sometimes, so... Yeah, no, I'm keen, though. Yeah, let's make you a bit of a record-breaker along the way. <laughs> Excellent. Any um, any on your side? No. Oh, no, I mean, any suggestions? <laughs> you muppet. <laughs> um, yeah, well, similar to what you've said, I had someone say that you should do a food challenge in every country you go to, but specifically related to Well, I guess to that, in, food that, in that was country. a fish challenge so, in Tajikistan. Exactly, yeah. So a fish in Tajikistan, but like, you know, obviously you missed it now, but like in Germany, like see how many sausages you can eat in one minute, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Which will be good for your um, yeah. food intake as well. Yeah. Because it sounds like you need it. Yeah, I do. I do need to keep bulking. I've also got a little game we can play, if you're interested. Always keen for a game. So, I was thinking, we should send you stuff to Amazon lockers around the world. So, obviously, you've got nothing to do, so you can stop by and pick up this little um, little present we'll leave you. And then you've got to yeah. keep it for a, for that week, though. <laughs> so, like, a bit like all you know, an old Top Gear when they'd, like, buy each other, like, pianos and stuff and make them put them in the back of the car. We'll, yeah, um, yeah. we'll make you pick up stuff on Amazon lockers along your journey, and you've got to keep it for a week. I like it. Oh, depending on what be... it is, you know, you've got to use it in some sort of way. I won't give too much away, yeah. yeah, I've got a few ideas, but I reckon that might work. I think that'll be very fun for me. Yeah, yeah, just spice up the journey a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah, keen for that. Just uh, send me the address of the uh, Amazon lockers now. Yeah, maybe we'll do one this week. We can send you um, send you somewhere in Zurich, so we're going to pick something up, and then you've got to keep it until the next pod. Okay, yeah. Right, we'll get on that. So this week, you please know, there's been a lot of activity on our Twitter account. Excellent. You, some might say we've broken the internet. <laughs> We're now on 35 followers. 35 followers. That's right. That's huge. Into the dirty okay, dirties. what are they saying? What are they saying? So, first and foremost, I feel like I sh- we should give a huge shout out to Fifth Form Boys, hashtag Rogang, or whatever they want to call <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. They have been very active and <laughs> giving you lots of support. I'm also a big fan and I'll retweet these now. They've done some little um well actually the first picture they've sent is someone seems to have spotted you. Do you know you said you'd went over that really steep hill earlier? Yeah. Like someone's taken a picture of you at the top of it actually. Oh they wow. And the fifth one boys have managed to capture it. I've been packed. Yeah, yeah. So I'll um I'll tweet that out. But yeah, no lots of support. A couple of questions again from them. Um, yeah. first one is can you sing the song, Bryce? Uh, it's been a week since the last time they asked this question. Have you managed to write your... Hey, hold on, they tweeted that again? Tweeted that again. They're very keen for this song. I ref- They've actually tweeted that again. <laughs> Look, give the people what they want. 
Oh dear. I it's something I don't want to rush into. I want to get it right, you know. Understandable. You want to get one go at your first single, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Okay. If I'm going to be a one-hit wonder, I want to make sure I'm getting it spot on. Okay. Well, sorry, Pitfall Boy. I tried. But keep asking. I'm sure at some point he'll do it. Next question from them. <laughs> How many hours per day do you spend thinking about being reunited with the fifth form Rogang? <laughs> uh, I taught them all I could. They're uh, they're ready. They don't need me anymore. Oh, that's nice. Let's uh, see how they got on without you. <laughs> what do you mean? That's nice. The basic answer to that was, no, I don't want to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to ask you that question again? <laughs> you can just reply saying, no, I don't. <laughs> no, that's too savage. <laughs> They're our biggest fans. I don't want to cut them like that. Another question from them. Actually, it's a statement. It says, we're expecting an amazing... Ditty or Power Ballad, both in inverted commas, to take the piss out of you, from you in a couple of weeks. Well, that wasn't a day ago. So there you go, two weeks' time then. I do get the impression that they have created this account purely to mock me. I talk the part of the podcast as well, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, okay. Another tweet here from Astro Gilly or Astro Gilly? I'm not entirely sure yeah. if it's Gilly or Gilly. Astro Gilly. Who's, she says, I'll donate £10 if you sing Marching On Together. Now I'm going to have to interrupt here and put a stop to this before it gets going. As a Manchester United <laughs> fan, we'll not have any Leeds United song on this podcast. Thank you very much. Um, I wouldn't, I've got no idea how it goes, to be honest. So this one could be quite difficult. This, this also doesn't count as your ditty, by the way. <laughs> That's got to be a surprise original. You've got, I've got to write it myself. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> what, else, what else are you going to do? I was just going to do some, as I said, some power ballad from the 80s. <laughs> Remember that time you sang Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough bleeps for that. I can't do that yeah, again. I don't think I can go through that traumatic experience again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what they want. Let us know a piff bomb, boys. Do you want me to sing Tupac? <laughs> but yeah, no, um, Astro Gilly, or Gilly, I'm not entirely sure. Apologies again, sorry. She also said... John says, find a local to join in and he'll make it up to £20. <laughs> I mean, if I, if, are the lyrics just marching on together? I've got no idea. I don't associate myself with them sort of songs. Right, okay. Uh, well, this seems like it's going to be a tall order. Maybe that's a bit of homework for you to do between now and the next pod. Learn the song. Okay. I've got another tweet here from Jasmine. The torch winding up was the best bit. I feel like that's a bit of a, a harsh read of our podcast. <laughs> the three second high pitched squawk was the highlight the three seconds where neither of us said anything was the best part of that podcast <laughs> appreciate the support though Jasmine thank you very much um, and then the only other responses we've got are to the second clue from your cryptic crossword excellent people getting it right so well we'll see so to recap all the listeners second clue was two down Relaxation. It's between married journalists and headless people. Relaxation. It's between married journalists and headless people, which was ten letters. Now, it seems like here that two people have got it right so far, and one of them is still fifth form lads. I am so proud of them for that, because I taught them once on a coach journey when uh, looking for some entertainment, and it sounds like they actually took something on board, even if it wasn't rowing. Yeah, here we go. It says, Seb, the raw gang solved it. You taught as well. 
Seems like you did. I, I'm so I, I, wow. I'm speechless. And also a shout out to Tim Middleton, who's also got it right. Uh, top job, Tim. Excellent work. He says also says really enjoying the pod, guys, especially the crossword clues. Keep them coming. I will keep them coming, Tim. I don't care what people say or how boring they find them. I'm enjoying it. I'll keep making those (laughs) clues. Speaking of, do we want um, three? Clue number three? Well, I guess it's all that Tim wants it. Excellent. Three down. And for any hardcore cryptickers, I apologise for the fact the numbering system does not follow any recognised system. It's my system, and I don't care. Okay, three down, which is six letters. And its last letter intersects with the second last letter of one across is... Oh, dear, this is hard work. Isn't it? Yeah, well, you've got to really be on it now. Rider from space, stuck in vacuous formaldehyde. Rider from space, stuck in vacuous formaldehyde. Do you want to have a go at that one, Cy, or are you uh, a bit stuck? What, now? Well, I mean, talk us through your thinking, because it won't give any clues away, will it? (laughs) Absolutely not. Ryder, so uh, my initial thoughts are it's something to do with ET. Is that right? Absolutely not. Okay, no. <laughs> I'll come back to you in a bit then. Okay, so I'll post that clue on Twitter just for just just for Tim Milton to have a look at. I guess There's nobody else playing your game. <laughs> See how it goes. But yeah, if anybody else, if anyone does have any guesses for the clue or you send any more messages or questions for Seb please send them in to our Twitter account which is at Big Bicycle Trip and we'll read them out on the podcast because we've literally got nothing else to talk about and also actually while I'm in a area with internet and technology I was wondering if anyone could recommend me any easy reading books for me to put on my Kindle because I kind of want to bolster my collection but with some light reading rather than anything too heavy so let's avoid war and peace and yeah, more like the tiger who came to tea. Yeah, exactly. That kind of level. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Something that will only take me a week to read like that, rather than the two years that it would take me to work my way through. I don't well, know. How about much you need some cookbooks to read? Because you, all you've done so far is make sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's it for this week. Oh, get in, Nigalo! Are you having a fun? We, okay, no... For next time, we're not recording while there's football in the background. <laughs> so I guess that's it for this week. I mean, you've not done much, but then again, you have just been cycling home and, you know, you've had somewhere to get to, so understandable. Yeah, sorry there's not much to report, but um, good to check in. Yeah, yeah, always love to hear your voice. And we probably won't do one next week because I won't have gone anywhere. Yeah, it'll be even more boring this week's one. <laughs> but after that, yeah, I push on and I hope to bring you something entertaining. Going all the way east from here. Yeah, this is like the final frontier. After my parents' house, there's less. There's no like. I've I've viewed this as some kind of stop off, some kind of finish line. Whereas after this point, it's just open. But yeah, so behind. we're gonna have a week off the podcast. Uh, sad, I know. I know everyone shed a tear at that at that moment there. I'm sad. Seb's sad. We're all sad. But that's how it is. Yeah. But in that week off, we would like to encourage you all to what we're calling. So got my cousin. Thank you very much, Nilesh. Pedal the pod. Pedal the pod. Pedal the pod. So Hashtag pedal the pod. We'd really appreciate it if you could all try your best to get people to listen to the podcast. So anybody you think might be interested, anybody who's got a mild interest in cycling or a keen interest in cryptic crosswords, get them involved and see how many people we can get to listen to the podcast. Yeah, it would be very appreciated. And if you have no friends, then just rate it on iTunes. Yeah, that'll do. 
And it was the last week. Only good reviews, please. Yeah. But I think that's it, really. We won't keep anyone any longer. No, no point, is there? Let them get on with whatever. That's enough from me, anyway. Well, then, in that case, I guess it's goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. I thought Ash was going to chime in again. Nice. Nah, he's, he's called it.